Do I look like someone who cares what God thinks? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. I'm getting a hundred cups of coffee, starting now. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Coffee machine? One cup of coffee, please. What an excellent day for an exorcism. My name is Jerry, and I'm a tabletop gamer who loves horror movies, but dislikes anything that tastes like coffee. And I'm John, and I love horror movies and coffee. And from his computer console, where he secretly records John and I as we try to discover exactly what is sneaking around behind us, our producer Chris. Welcome to Coffee Flavored Horror, where we talk about the good, the bad, which, believe me, when I look at the tape sometimes of Jerry and John at home, it's pretty bad. The horrifying, there's also a lot of that going on, and the horrifyingly cheesy, and there's way too much of that going on. Speaking of horrifyingly cheesy, let's get to the talking with Jerry and John. Well, welcome back to part four of VHS 2012. We broke this movie up into segments because it's an anthology episode and would have run long as a single episode. So we're doing each one separately and you can follow along step by step as they get released to hear the entire movie in one chunk. With that, welcome to part four, the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Tape 56, interlude three. The gang is still in the house, but now Zach, played by Lane Hughes, and Gary, played by Kevin Lee Reader, head back upstairs find Rox and the corpse both missing from the room with the tapes. Zach starts watching the next tape while Gary goes off to explore. The sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. This is directed by Joe Swanberg, who did Silver Bullets, Caitlin Plays Herself, and Autoerotic. We have Emily, played by Helen Rogers, who starts a series of video chats with her boyfriend James, played by Daniel Kaufman. She shows him a bump on her arm because James is studying to be a doctor, telling him... It reminds her of an injury from her youth. She also shows him her new apartment and tells him about strange noises she hears. That night, she chats with James again, trying to show him the strange noises and telling him that her apartment is haunted. As James watches through the chat room, a small white figure runs through the room behind her, and Emily is convinced that it's the ghost of a child. Over the next few days, Emily has more issues. Her arm keeps itching and she keeps complaining about that bump. Her landlord tells her that there was never any children in the apartment. The next night, Emily chats with James. When she hears the noise, she uses the camera flash to illuminate the dark room. In the flash, she sees the ghost child again and flees. Uh, James keeps promising to help her when he arrives in a week. No, you get there now. <laughs> now. Like now, now. <laughs> the next day, James chats with Emily and seeing her digging and then gouging at the lump in her arm with a knife and fork, he finally convinces her to stop digging but she's starting to get delusional. That night, Emily tries to get James to help her while she explores the house. She keeps her eyes closed and lets James direct her through the house. Then two figures appear and knock Emily unconscious. As she lays on the floor, the door opens and James comes in. Oh, thank God he's here. He surgically removes a baby from her, asking the alien figure nearby if it is another human-alien hybrid. Jesus. Yeah, that's not good. That's a twist. Just a little. With a twist. It's a twist. He then asks the aliens how many more times they will do this to Emily and if the tracking device in her arm has an expiration date. Then he patches her up and breaks a few of her bones to cover up the injury of the, of the removal of the child. Jesus. Anyways, a few days later, a bruised and bandaged Emily is chatting with James again, telling him that her doctor has diagnosed her with some mental disorders, which explains the lost memories and delusions. After telling James she loves him, Emily logs off. So then James opens a new chat window with a new girl. Liz Harvey who is, you know, telling him how much she loves him and how she can't wait, you know, to, for him to get there. And she hits, you know, she also like, oh, 
but there's this horrible bump on my arm that keeps itching. And, you know, James, apparently he's out behind all this. He's like, oh, I'll see you soon. End of tape. The good, the bad, and the cheesy. I thought that the use of the chat window was a really fun and effective storytelling tool. Uh, it rarely made it difficult to tell what was going on and also kind of foreshadowed James's gaslighting of her. So something that's absolutely terrifying is once you realize what James is actually doing, it's that is terrifying. Dude, like, he's the face man for an alien invasion. Yes. yes. He's like, oh, another alien hybrid. I'll just have to cut this baby out. Stink. And what's the alien invasion? We're just getting impregnated a bunch of women and then turn them, let them become the hosts for alien children. Yes. Ugh. We're going to take over the planet that way. I guess. And after that, when you actually see them running around, the alien ghosts are pretty creepy looking. They do a good job. They show you just enough of them that they're creepy. They don't hide them with camera tricks. Another uh, thing that's kind of offsetting is when Amy is uh, saying that her arm is itching, she literally has like a knife and like carving fork and she's like scratching at her arm and like, a, kind of, like digging at it. Uh-huh. She, she has like a one inch diameter open wound on her arm as she's starting to carve into the muscle. How has she not found the device that's in there yet? It's probably deeper. Uh, I but guess this movie, so. Like, this short could have been completely creepy. It's like that if there was no alien, it's like that was her reception or you know. Her reaction to her reaction situation? is just like keep digging at her arm more oh, and more. Oh man. Ugh. It's awful. Then James doesn't just take the baby out of her body. He then <laughs> breaks some of her bones Ugh. so that when they examine her, it covers up the damage he's done. Jesus. That's he's just dumb. And Emily says, this has happened to her before. Yep. When she was younger. Yep. Mm. It's, that's just terrible. All right. What's the body count on this one? It's actually zero. Does it matter? No, because this thing is actually <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It does not matter at all. Oh, you man. wish there was a body count. All right. Well, I would like to just say thank you to Candyland Night Terrors, Horror Hoodlums, and Hauntings in the Unknown for letting us post our episodes in their Facebook groups. If you want to talk to us, those are some great places to go, especially Candyland Night Terrors. We're often in there chatting. All right, we'll be back soon with part five.